Jai Sadama, everyone. This is Sadvi Sadali Shri here with my spiritual teacher and guru, Acharya Shri Yogesh, for the first day of this year's Pariyushan series for Acharya Shri's podcast. Acharya Shri is a respected, enlightened one who has helped thousands of souls progress on their spiritual path and totally transform. Welcome to all of our new listeners, and thank you for tuning in. Today's a special day is a Pariyushan. It is the name of the spiritual celebration. That is the only spiritual celebration. Continue. Used to be eight days, but it's almost 18 days. Because there are two uh, sects, two main branches of Samanic tradition. They are uh, still alive in India and abroad. Samanic tradition is a very, very old tradition. Uh, we connect this tradition almost since 5,000 years. And there are two main branches now remain, maybe three. One is uh, uh, Shwedambar, Jain. It is called Jain, J-A-I-N. And second is uh, same branch, is the, another sect is Digambar. Shwetambar monks and nuns, they wear the white clothes and the Digambar, they even renounce the clothes. They're totally naked. Another branch is still alive. It is uh, Buddhist. Buddhist, they used to belong to Samanic tradition. They still, they have the same system. And the third branch, which is almost got lost, it was a Sankhya system. And Sankhya system, they lost their literature, only one book left. And it has only 64 verses in it. I memorized the law, all of them, 64. It is a marvelous system. This all belongs to uh, the Samanic tradition. Samanic tradition, it is everywhere. First of all, you need to know. Samanic tradition comes from Samana. Summons and in Western countries that Samna becomes Shamana, Shamanism, they call it. But they went a little too far from the original tradition, but they are still connected with it. And Shamanism are, are Samanic tradition, are Samanas. They used to progress their spiritual growth. Their focus totally was on the spiritual growth. Not the physical growth, spiritual growth. Not the religious growth, only spiritual growth. And they put all the efforts in that one. And all the efforts that how my soul can be fully progressed and fully opened up, fully realized and awakened fully. Actually, the, the summon is a Prakrit language. Uh, the, there is a one language, is called Prakrit, almost 8,000 years old. Summon means effort. The, the person who put all the efforts to improve his or her own soul. That is called Samana. 
and who follow that tradition is called Samanic tradition. So it is a very old tradition. In that tradition, uh, there are 24 Tirthankaras. 24. 24 Tirthankara means extraordinary person. Tirthankara is a special, special word. Who makes the harbor is called Tirthankar. Because this whole universe is like an ocean. Ocean of suffering. Because we are live in it. Either we suffer physically, or we suffer mentally, or we suffer emotionally. Or we suffer spiritually. There are many ways to suffer. How to cross this ocean of suffering? That's what Tirthankar comes here. Tirthankar means Tirtham Karoti Tirthankara. Who makes the harbor for the people? They can take the ship from there. If no harbor, they make the harbor. And they make four harbors. And they are still alive. Even the last Tirthankar among the 24th, we found him more than 2600 years ago. His name was Mahavir. And today in India, uh, when his birthday comes, it is a, uh, all offices, everything is closed. It's a holiday. He taught, he preached in India totally non-violence. He extremely was teaching non-violence. And that's what non-violence changed the India. Before that, they used to fight a lot. Kings killing other kings. There were many kingdoms, hundreds of kingdoms, hundreds. And it was difficult to control them. Then he was born, and he, when he grew up, his main mission was to spread the message of nonviolence. And he target all the kings because he was born into the royal family. So he was familiar with kings and he changed all the kings from violence to non-violence. And India became, since then, non-violent country. It is considered. It doesn't mean that people, bad people, they don't live there. Each country, they, you can find the bad people too. But basically, it's a non-violent country. All the other countries, they look at India as a spiritual country. Everywhere you go, every day something spiritual celebration going on. But this is, these days is a special. And for your knowledge, Mavira is not very much popular, even though he spread this message around the world. But his teachings followed by Mahatma Gandhi. How it happened? When he was a child, his mother, Gandhi's mother, was a Jain follower. So she used to take him to a Jain nuns. And Gandhi considered his first spiritual teacher is a Jain nun. And he learned from his childhood non-violence. And he spread the around the world message of non-violence, ahimsa, that's what they call it, 
Ahimsa. Ahimsa is the real word in Sanskrit. So these days are totally non-violent days. Why? Because eight days, they, most of people who are following this system, the Samanic tradition, especially the Jain branch is left, they celebrate this eight days. Also we call it Ashtanika. Ashtanika. Asht means eight, Annika means days. Special eight days. And it used to be celebrated these days in every single religion. Like Judaism, suppose, is a very old religion. They still celebrate Annika. But the word was Ashtanika. Eight days. But somehow eight disappear. Now Annika. Now they call it Annika. Means special day. Extraordinary day. So this is a purely spiritual celebration. There are many celebrations in India. Diwali, are here, Christmas. Right? But they are like to celebrate, to eat. Right? But this is extraordinary celebration. They don't eat. They go opposite. Because they don't want to fill up the body. They want to fill up the soul. That soul's diet is just focused totally on the soul. That what is living inside this body, that is a special substance. It's a special thing. Without that thing, we don't hear, we don't see, we don't talk, we don't feel, we don't think. It is not the body who is feeling it. It is inside the soul. We call it Atma. So in another word, these days are Atmic days. It belongs to Atma. It belongs to soul. Totally, solely, purely soul celebration. And how? Because you feed the body every day. They think. Or you feed the, all your senses every day. You entertain, you look the TV. Feeding your senses. They become so happy. Right? But these days, you make your soul happy. Without soul, you are not alive. Soul goes away, body still here, eyes still here, ears still here. They don't hear, they don't see eyes. Because the real thing is out. It's gone away. People call it, oh, he died. Soul never died. Who died? Your body died. Right? So this body is instrument for you to improve your soul. If we use this body to improve your soul, then your birth, taking birth on this earth is useful. But if you waste your whole life with just eating, entertaining, enjoying, having fun, but then you don't know who you are. So those spiritual celebration is every year we celebrate 
to get connected with the soul again. Because we get disconnected. It is easy to get disconnected. Because senses are very strong. Our desires are so strong. They, our mind is so strong. And it takes you on the wrong path. Mind doesn't take you into the right path. Take you to the wrong path. Somebody doesn't have money, gets money. And you begin to think, I want this, I want this, I want this. Hey, money you cannot eat, really. I guarantee you, if one million dollars, you put in front of a horse, horse even not even smell it, right? But people go crazy for it. It's amazing to me. We don't respect, we respect money. I can give you one example before I start this spiritual celebration. There was a wedding, all relatives, they were present there. When wedding ceremony completed, in Indian tradition, they go to bless or to hear the shake hand, right? They congratulate them. In India, elderly people usually they bless them that, hey, have a good life, nice way of life, spiritual way of life. That's the way they bless. One uncle, kind of looking uncle, he left after blessing. And somebody stopped him. Oh, you didn't bless them really. Both of them. Can you come back? He came back. He said, okay. He took from his pocket one hundred dollars bill. And he gave to the groom, means the husband, who is newly wed. He said, can you rub this bill and smash it and throw it away? That's what he said. He said, what you are doing? Then do what I say. He said, but it is disrespect of the money. That's what he said. He said, the newlywed person, he said, it is a disrespect. Like we are destroying the bill. All right? But think about it. What you got today? You have to respect her. You cannot disrespect even the piece of paper. Think about, don't disrespect her. In Indian language, we call it Griha Lakshmi. When somebody gets married, the wife, they call it another name, Griha Lakshmi. The wealth of the home, house. They call it Griha Lakshmi. That if, and this money is also called Lakshmi. Any bill, dollar bill, it is called Lakshmi. Wealth, right? That, hey, if you cannot even disrespect this piece of paper, don't disrespect of your Griha Lakshmi. 
she is alive right respect her for all of your life that is my blessings that's what he said and he got it if we can get this idea we live in this world but we live peacefully right the couple lives peacefully but if they don't respect each other's view each each other's point is always always fight and fight never ends but if you know the pollution it ends in pollution every day morning evening we do pratikraman confession and we say sorry to each other every day sorry is a strange word you say sorry fight is over say sorry for, by heart if fighting is happening just say sorry say sorry by heart really and other person will understand it is over but this sometime i think this sorry word is very strange if somebody in the hospital surgeon going on surgery and all family relative they are waiting outside the waiting when the doctor comes good news right and the doctor comes from the operation room comes out and he says i am so sorry what does it mean i cannot save the person see this sorry word can make your fight over and in different different contexts it has a different meaning but these pollution eight days they are ashtanika and pollution is a simple simple word pollution live around your soul 100% just think about the soul even you are eating just think about the soul you sleeping think about the soul did you ever dream about the soul no because why we don't dream because we never think about it we dream about friends we dream dream about animals we dream about the nature we dream about the moon right but we don't never dream about the soul why because we never think about it we think we just a body you will think about the body but you don't dream about the soul they are lucky people if they can dream about the soul i am going to teach you a special teaching this eight days the mahavir the last enlightened person on tirthankar on this earth 2600 years ago that's why i am talking it was his three last days left of his life and he started delivering the last sermon he was sitting in one position for three days and all people all of his student kings many kings 
and all the other they were all gathered they knew that he will be gone we want to hear his last teaching he was teaching last teaching teaching we compiled that book is called uttaradhyan uttar adhyan uttar means the last teaching the name of the book is called uttaradhyan in uttaradhyan there is a 29th chapter 29th chapter there are 73 questions were asked to him and they all belong to you it is just a excuse somebody was asking it is actually all of our question so i wanted to explain or to take from that chapter his last teaching he did 36 chapter in his 3 days and he was continually speaking he never ate he never drank water in his last 3 days and when he started 37th chapter he left his body so we don't know what what is the 37th chapter it is void but we wish he could have spoken little more but his time was over so out of 36 chapter 29th chapter is a very special each chapter is a very special but i am going to give because it might you might have those question but you never ask to anyone 73 question in one chapter was asked 29th chapter first question is very extraordinary question somebody ask him samvegen samvegen anang bhante jive kim chenayai it is in prakrit language that oh my lord what happened with samveg samveg is the word in prakrit language samveg as the jain monks traditional they translate is if you desire the liberation moksha or mukti samveg is desire of the mukti or liberation or nirvana there is many words for it when you totally get free liberated from suffering pain karma ignorance illusion right all these things whatever you see and you totally in the bliss that is called moksha moksha is not that you liberate your body many ignorant people in everywhere in this world they say hey i want to realize something they kill themselves that i want to die with awareness they shot themselves suicide right and they wanted to realize who they are by by killing yourself you destroy your instrument now this was the instrument to realize who you are and you destroyed it you don't know what is in the future maybe more suffering comes many people they commit suicide because they cannot stop suffering constantly pain in the body 
they want to kill some people kill themselves but they don't they are not aware by killing themselves you might not get this body again to improve yourself in christianity they say that this is the only chance you got <laughs> right only chance means you become a human if you got the only chance why you want to have fun and enjoy that's what they took wrong way that hey enjoy have fun it is the only chance in india they heard the same thing that yeah this is the only chance you got human they put in different way this meaning they say this is the only chance do as good as possible in this life god might give another chance right they took it this way but yeah that is a special thing that you need to understand when you got human body you have a developed mind and developed mind is a very much blessings why you can use this mind for your good purpose or your highest purpose or your infinite purpose which is the really extremely what purpose you supposed to have that's what the questioner is asking that samvegenang bhante jive kinjaniye that if somebody desired liberation moksha moksha what happened to that after that and he answered very simple question is very simple because many people they think about it one of my students she is in canada she was psych- she is psychologist she came here one time maybe two times and uh, she learned few things couple of workshop and one day she calls me she has a little girl and she calls me that my daughter she is a three and a half years old she comes early in the morning to me and she said then mom why i got stuck in this little body that was her question out of the blue sky mom why i got stuck in this little body i asked her what did you answer that i didn't know what to say but i thought i don't want to make her sad unhappy i said look i got stuck in my this big body right everybody got stuck why they got stuck because they don't know who they are if they know who they are they never got stuck so if you desire that's what the jain monks jain scholars i was reading their commentators they some way they translate as a desire of the moksha now psychologically speaking i am going to explain to you the whom you desire it slips from your hands never desire 
I have known a lot of people. They desire, oh, I want to marry this girl. I want to be with this girl. But the girl doesn't want him. Right? But they desire the fantasize. The more they fantasize, it slips away from They never get to get together. Because once you desire something, it means you are going towards always thinking, thinking. But it is, that person is alive. It doesn't mean that you can buy a person by desiring. Maybe you can buy things, but not buy a person, right? You desire. Anything you desire, it slips away from here. Unless you're on the right track. You're very peaceful, you're calm. You just uh, imagine things a little bit. And you think about it, like about the things. Oh, one day I want to make a lot of money. I want to give our help a lot of poor people, a lot of uneducated people. I want to give my money to get, they can get education. You begin to think that way. You desire that. When you desire this kind of thing, it might happen one day. You never know. You might get idea how to create this money, right? And how to help people. But that person is very lucky. That's what mind, we have a developed mind. We can use it in right way. But if usually mostly people, they misuse this mind. It is a curse. Mind is a curse and mind is a blessing same time. If you use it, it's a blessing. If you misuse it, it's a curse. Animals are very lucky luckier than you. They have mind, but they don't have developed mind. They have mind, not developed mind like us. So our mind can be very cursed. Their mind cannot be cursed. Their mind is always blessing, like little dog, suppose. It has a mind, but not like us. When developed mind, if somebody say you a bad word, call you a bad name, show you a finger, you don't forget that all of your life. Right? But dog, if he did something wrong in your home, right? You are working and you comes back, all pillows tear apart, maybe playing, right? All furs are out. Because they begin to play. Maybe there are two dogs. And they're pulling one side, another pulling another side. It, it worn out, tear apart something. And they're playing, they're having fun. They don't think because they don't have that developed mind that they have to clean it. And the owner comes very mad, right? He's already tired, <laughs> rough day. And big mess all over. Very screaming, yelling, and she almost hitting the dog. And the dog gets scared. Hide somewhere in the corner under the bed. 
Now she has no choice, she has to clean the whole house. She able to clean, took shower. Whatever she has, find from the refrigerator, eat, and turn the TV on. Maybe she likes the show, watching every day. <laughs> she got to relax. She realized that, hey, why I am so mean? They are just animals. She called their name, and they are right over there. They forgot what you said to them. Begging tells, happy. Why? Because dog has that ability to forget. We don't have that ability to forget. It's a problem. Only Alzheimer people, they have that ability to forget. We think, oh, they are suffering. Hey, ask them. They never suffer. Mm-hmm. The people who live with them, they suffer. That he didn't even recognize me. That I am his sister or brother or wife or what, you know, or mother. They, they become like a baby. That's it. Helpless. But they don't have any pain. They just don't have memories left. No mind. Alzheimer. What does it mean now? They don't remember. It doesn't mean they are not alive, they are alive. But mind is gone, somewhere else. So they just happy themselves. Dog has a mind, but not developed mind. Animals have a mind, they're not developed mind. Birds have a mind, not developed mind. No wonder they are too much relaxed. Who is not a relaxed human? Developed mind. They think little things. They take it seriously. Oh, he called me bad name. My own daughter called me bad name. They cannot forget. And the daughter think, my mother, she slapped me. And she called me a bitch. That's it. She never going to forget the mother that way. Right? That's what we do. We have a developed mind. When developed mind is very much curse. Same time, it's a blessing. If you know the pollution, special day. Special day, how to get connected to the soul. The Jain monks, they, they translate, when you desire the liberation, that's what they put the meaning. In their commentary, in their translator, I think maybe they were not very much realized people who did this meaning. Samvek means desire of the moksha. Moksha. Desire for the moksha. They call it moksha abhilasa. I will give their... Abhilasa is a desire. But I will put you the different meaning here. The more you desire anything, it slips away from you. No, don't desire. I will put in the meaning when you longing the moksha, yearning for it. Not desire, longing, yearning. Really get involved in it. 
that I want to know what this liberation is. What is this freedom is? What is this bliss is? It means you are not desiring it. You are longing it. You want to know what it is. It is called yearning or longing. That is the real meaning of this. Samvegen bhante jivekin janiyai. When you have longing for the moksha, for the liberation, what happened? What is the, your answer? He was asking someone. So, the answer comes according to the what they understood. If I were there, I will understand differently. They understand differently. That's what their meaning is that. But they say there are five things can happen. When you really long for moksha, or really have yearning for moksha, five things happen in your life. First, first thing is Anuttar Dharma Shraddha. Now, they say Anuttar Dharma Shraddha. Word is right, but translation is, translation is totally wrong. That you achieve by when you longing the moksha, you achieved the Anuttar Dharma Shraddha. Anuttar means extraordinary faith in religion. That is they translated. Extraordinary faith in religion. Dharma, they translated as a religion. And dharma is not a religion. No. Dharma is a very... Beautiful word. It is in Prakrit, it is called Dhammo or Dhammam. Dharma is, if you read in Sanskrit scripture, I was reading in one book, it is called Nirukta Shastra. It is very written in Sanskrit. They define every single word. And in there they defining what is Dharma. Dharyate iti Dharma. Which you absorb it. That is called dharma. Religion, can you absorb religion? No. Which you can absorb it. When you absorb fully, it is called dharma. And what can you absorb? The path. That's what I translate dharma as a path. But it has to be right path. You have, you will achieve when you have really longing for the moksha, you achieve the right path. And you stay on that right path firmly. Your determination is so good that you're never going to fall off that path. That is called Anuttar Dharma Shraddha. Shraddha is a devotion. But Shraddha, they call it faith. That you have a faith in that path. I don't say faith. I call it devotion. That you get devoted to that right path. That is the first achievement. It happened if you really really yearning for the liberation. But you have to understand first what is liberation. 
It is a bliss. Right? And what is bliss? Bliss is not happiness. Happiness comes and goes. Bliss is eternal. And bliss, bliss is in every single moment it is a new. New, new, new. Like suppose you are tasting a one dessert. You taste a little bit. Another dessert. You taste a little bit. You taste hundred dessert. And every time you taste, it's a different. Right? Different way, different thing. So bliss is like that. In every single moment, you tasting the new bliss. It's not the same bliss. New bliss in every single moment. And in one second, you know how many moments are? In one second. You can break one second these days 1,000 times. Moment is even smaller than that. Can you believe if somebody is in bliss, in each single moment is new bliss, how it feels like? You cannot even describe into the words. Words are not enough to describe that bliss. It's amazing, it's ecstasy. It's extremely bliss. You cannot even define, you cannot say into the words. It's very difficult. Because our language is so incomplete, we cannot express even thing. I give you an apple, I ask you what is, oh, sweet. I give you a banana, taste it, sweet. I give, <laughs> give you another fruit, pieces. I, how, how do you feel? Sweet. Language doesn't have much words to express. But inside we know that apple's sweetness is different, grapes' sweetness is different, banana's sweetness is different, but our language has those everything words? No. We have a sweet, right? Later maybe a couple more words, but not the way if you taste ten things, sweet, right? Sugar, sweet. Sweet, sweet. Language is so poor, cannot express. But you taste differently. Same way the bliss is. Bliss, when you achieve it, that is called moksha. Moksha, when you yearn for it, long for it, what happened to you? You achieve the first thing, first thing, anuttar dharma shraddha, that extraordinary right path devotion in that path. You are so much devoted in that path, you're never going to follow it. But if you started that I want to follow this path, suppose non-violence, no matter what, knowingly, unknowingly, I am not going to hurt or harm or kill anyone. It means you are totally on it. And no matter what situation I am not going to create any violence or killing or any harm or hurt to anyone by my mind, by my speech, by my physical body. That is called the right path. You are devoted to it. That's what it creates. When you long for the moksha, first thing happened to you, anuttar dharma shraddha. 
devotion in extraordinary right path. And once it happened to you, it has nothing to do with any religion. Any religious people can follow this path, right path. It is everywhere. Right path is everywhere. Killing, no religion think it is a right thing to do. Hurting other people, no religion will support it. But yes, terrorist people, they put the name of religion in it. That is wrong. But that religion itself doesn't say to kill someone. Do Catholic people say kill someone? No. They say, hey, love other people. Love yourself, right? They will talk about compassion. They will not talk about to kill other people, right? So that is the way, first thing, any right path. If you get totally devotion, that is the first achievement. Second achievement. Second achievement happened. Anantanu bandhi kshaya kshaya. Anantanu bandhi, beginningless. This our kshaya. Kshaya jar four. Anger, ego, deceitfulness, and illusion. Krodh, man, maya, lobe, or greediness. These are the four. And they, they are kind of uh, beginningless bound in our life. Too, too much anger, too much ego, too much deceitfulness, too much greediness. It, they are beginning lens bound since beginning. We don't know when they started. It's too much piles into our body. You begin to destroy them. They begin to go down. As soon as you long for the moksha, second things happen in your life, that these begin to kshaya. Kshaya means they begin to go away. Anger begin to become less. Ego become less. Deceitfulness become less. Greediness become less. And these are the things which destroy your life. They make you suffer. If I, you don't have a anger, you don't have a ego, you don't have a deceitfulness and uh, greediness, you will be very happy. But those kashaya, kashaya means they pollute your soul. Kashaya means pollution. These all, and they are beginning less bound. I don't know when they started. They become infinite inside of you, around your soul. And your soul is polluted by them. Kshaya means pollution. And they begin to destroy them. They begin to come, become less and less and less when you long, not desire, when you yearn for the bliss. That's what it happens. Second achievement. Third achievement. Third achievement, they say, in the this twenty-ninth um, chapter, they he mentioned five things. Third thing is you never collect the new karma. If you long the moksha, 
you're never going to collect the new karma in your life because you are thinking the highest goal, highest achievement. How can you will collect the bad karma again? Because when person is on the higher thoughts, positive thoughts, they don't have time to think about bad for others or killing others or hurting others. They don't have because their goal is totally different. So automatically you don't collect new karma and karma will make you suffer. So that is the third achievement of this. Fourth achievement. Fourth achievement is when your kashayas, anger, ego, deceitfulness, greediness become less and less and less, then your vision becomes very pure. You begin to think right way. When there is no anger inside of you, not ego inside of you, they don't take you on the wrong path. Then your wrong vision Go away. It is called Mithya Darshan. Mithya Darshan means you are on the wrong path. If you are on the wrong path, that wrong path will diminish and the right path will happen to you. So then when the right path begins to happen in your case, your soul begins to purify. Whatever pollution is going away. So as long as your kashayas are less and less and less, so your wrong vision disappears. This is called Mithya Darshan. And wrong vision is the one who makes you suffer. Because always we think other way around. We think I am the only right. I am the only right. That's what it is a fight. I can guarantee you if you make less and less your kashayas, anger, ego, so you will have that capacity or ability to hear other person's point of view. If you hear other person's point of view, there is no fight. But we don't hear other person's point of view. We think they, you are wrong, you are wrong, you are wrong. Hey, See through his eyes. Maybe you will understand that this is right too. But that's what is a fight. Husband think, no, you are telling wrong. Wife think, you are telling wrong. They fight in the family, whole family fight. Friends fight. And business fight. Now you are doing wrong. You are doing wrong now. Maybe you have to see his point of view or her point of view. I guarantee you the day we begin to hear somebody's point of view, everything is over. No fight. No anger. Everything. Just listen, learn how to listen other person's point of view. If I have a piece of paper in my hand, I write nine. Right? On the piece of paper. I showed this side people sitting. I asked them what it looks like. I said, nine, right? And I turn my hand this side, right? I will ask those people how it looks like. Six, right? 
I didn't change anything. I just turned my hand, other way around. And for them, they say six. For them, they say, hey, nine, it is a nine. They say, no, it is a six. And they start fighting. Right? Instead of understanding what it is, because it is just an illusion. I tell them, hey, you come this side. You go this side. And I show the same way. They say, oh, it is a nine. How it happened? <laughs> right? And I show them this, oh, it is six. So same thing, it is a six or it is a nine too. But we don't see it because it's an angle. Your point of view, this is six. Your, where you are sitting, your angle, it seems like a nine. So if we begin to understand, they both are right. Right? Nobody's wrong. Both are right. If you have that perception to hear the other person's point of view, accept it, I guarantee your life is very peaceful. Otherwise, life is totally, totally disaster. Just listen and other person's point of view. That's what your, all this purify will be. Your soul, which is polluted by this kashayas, it will totally begin to purify. Why? Because your mithya darshan. Mithya darshan means wrong vision disappear. You begin to see things right way. And when you begin to see things right way, it, is, it brings the peace. Otherwise it brings always fight. Always misery, always suffering. So, who will collect, who will correct your wrong vision? If you do this, this is the fourth thing happen in your life. If you long to the, yearn to the moksha, that is the fourth thing happen in your life. Fifth thing, when your vision becomes totally right, then it is called Samyak Darshan. Samyak Darshan is right vision. And right vision will take you onto the right path. And your longing for the moksha is not far away then after that. Because you uh, purify your vision, you begin to see things right way, the way it is supposed to be and it, it is peace always around you, then if the yearn for the moksha is too much, or longing for the moksha is too much, in the same life, it depends on how much effort they put, in the same life, they can achieve the nirvana, the bliss, the moksha. Or maximum, it takes three lives. When longing happens, but when desire happens, it slips away. Don't desire even moksha. No. Yearn for it. Or longing for it. That is the best way. I can translate to you that never desire things. Desires even slips the moksha from your hand, bliss from your hand. It's very complicated. But I am going to tell you, don't desire. 
When you desire, it goes away. When you don't desire, I give you psychological one more example. You are walking in the sun, your shadow, your body shade is in front of you because sun is behind you and you try to catch your shade, right? And you're running after it, it runs faster than you, right? You're never going to catch it because you desire it to catch it. But it runs faster than you. What is the best way? Turn back. When you turn back to the desires, all desires comes to you, like the shade. It begins to follow you wherever you go. Right? Because you turn the back. You turn back of your desire and they, all things begin to come to you. That's what I tell many people, girls, Boys, men here, they have a private consultation and they ask me this question that I am single for two years now and what is wrong with my destiny that no one comes in my life? I don't know, are you desiring a person? Oh yeah, I feel lonely, <laughs> right? I feel this, I feel that. That's why you're doing wrong. Enjoy your days every day. New day every day. The desirous person, why come to you, right? But if you desire a little too much, it is going to go away from you. Now be happy with yourself. When you are happy, your energy will going to change, right person will come in your life. But if you are not happy, your energy will go wrong way. Wrong person will come, always. And you will suffer even more. I was walking on my gate one day. One young fellow, he was sitting, hitting his head. Hitting, hitting. I turned, hey, something wrong with you? Oh, yeah, Acharya. I want to forget my girlfriend. He's hitting his head. I don't forget it then. Why are you hitting head? I am hitting head. I don't remember her name. <laughs> that is his answer. He doesn't remember her name. I start joking with him. Hey, how many girlfriends you have? You don't remember even her name? <laughs> right? Desire slips away, longing, brings you closer. Yearning brings you closer to the bliss, to the moks. And when you have this longing, that's what five things happen in your life. If you will follow this, that is called samvega. That is my first question. I don't think so I can finish 73 questions, but I will try. I maybe go in brief more, so you might uh, understand more. This is really about soul. All these eight days, I'm going to talk about soul. And what can you do? How can you purify yourself? How can you be pollutionless? And how can you be in the higher state of the consciousness that everything is 
place. So those questions are not irrelevant to you, relevant to you. Even though it is 2600 years ago they were asked, but they are still relevant to you. And they are still new to you. That maybe you never ask or you never think, thought about it. But when question comes, oh, I wanted to ask this question. Maybe it is your question. And it, you will be strange, the many question comes. And they are in your daily life's question. And what can you do? How can you solve? How can you answer? Answer is very brief too, but because of language barriers, our understanding, lack of understanding, they mistranslation somewhere. So I correct those mistranslations. So it is better like you hear all eight days, this kind of question, it is your own question, you might get fully clarity in your mind. When clarity comes, pollution begins. When there is no clarity, never pollution. Pollution means live around the soul. That is the day, that is the meaning of, you live around the soul means you think about it and you see that how can I be there? You yearn for it. You don't desire for it, you yearn for it. You longing for the moksha. That is the way these five achievements happen in your life. Hope you understand. But this is a beginning day. I am going to uh, try maybe five, ten questions tomorrow, hopefully. I have to go through brief <laughs> answers. But it is really relevant for everyone. It will seem like it is my question. These are wonderful. That's what I selected this year for Pariushan to repeat all these 73 questions. Maybe they are for your, are for you think about, maybe it is my own question. So continue. This will be tomorrow, same time, 11. And it will be eight days. And also, I am going to tell you today, like many people, millions of people, they are fasting around the world. Fasting is the one. Fasting is a tapa, fire. It burns your karma. So that's what they do fasting for that reason. Pariyushan. They want to purify themselves. Purify the consciousness. Many people, they fast of oh, physical body. Maybe I get... It comes with it. But if your goal is to fast, I want to achieve the spiritual height. Right? Then all other things, physical things, comes with it. You begin to heal. You don't fast because of that healing only. You fast for the right reason. Right reason is spiritual growth. Fasting burns all of your pollution, whatever you are carrying it. And that's what they fast. And they talk about it. Many people, they stay around the monks day and night. They don't go home. So, and 
they want to ask a lot of questions. They, they want to know where they stand really. Because daily life, very struggleful. But sometimes eight days, they take off fully. And they stick around with the monks and they ask how their life is, what is their lifestyle, how we can do for one day, two days, eight days at least. So it is a very beautiful celebration. It is the only purely spiritual celebration, Parayushan. Mathemanami Acharya Shri, and thank you all for tuning in to Acharya Shri's podcast today. Please be sure to subscribe to his podcast on iTunes and YouTube, as well as follow Acharya Shri on social media via Facebook and Instagram. This way you continue to receive guidance for your spiritual journey. Jai Siddhatma. <music>